Hey, Tara. Hi, Alana. I am so excited to welcome our listeners to our weekly catch-up on sports, reality TV, and pop culture. So everyone, get ready for X's Nose and Bravo shows. And everything in between. Welcome to the Reality Playbook. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. We did say there was going to be some good football playing. So we definitely... It's all a matter of who you were rooting Perspective. <laughs> Talk about uh, going 0 for 2. I went 0 for 2 two nights in a row. I was watching... So Saturday, I watched six and a half hours of basketball only to come out 0 and 2. The Sixers lost and then the, the Warriors. Warriors lost. A, I mean, yeah, that's on the... That's on the list yeah. that we have to touch on because that that was an injustice. So going down 02 on Saturday, you know, I was I was trying to I thought I'd be a little optimistic on Sunday, but I went 0 for 2 on Sunday. Oh, yeah, it was rough. I, I didn't even want to watch the, the fourth quarter of the Lions game. Yeah. Um, but apparently I think I missed the the best part, I guess, at the very end. But let's uh, jump into that one. That's okay. the first one I've got here. Okay. Um, 49ers uh, beat the Lions 34 to 31. Mm-hmm. They were down. Um, 17 points. And they ended up just coming back and, and no answer uh, <laughs> to them in the second half, which I have said that this 49ers are a better second half team. It seems like Brock needs some time, Purdy needs some time to kind of warm up and get going. And then when he's going, you know, he's feeling it and he can see the the field. Well, it's interesting that you seem to be, I don't want to put words in your mouth, giving credit to the Niners where I'm just like, Dan Campbell, what are you doing? And I get, you know, even though they're the Lions, you know, a tiger doesn't change his stripes in terms Fair. of being a, an, an, an overly aggressive coach. Um, but it was interesting when he did not go for the, I guess it was going to be a 48 yard field goal. I was watching with my father and I kind of got that, you know, that's just what he does. But it was my dad who looked at me and the lions are still up 17. And he said, the coach just blew this game. And I was like, oh, mm. right. Like I'll shut up. Like I wouldn't have said shut up for the Eagles. Cause that is just our, like lot in life most times. But I was like, oh, yeah. not 17. Yeah. And it was talk about a slow death. I, it, it, I just, I, someone said that they have not seen a collapse like that since the 20, 2023 Philadelphia Eagles. But it just was, it was horrific. Disrespect. I know, <laughs> but they, no were, they were, it was the Eagles fan that said it, but Damn. It's, I mean, it's real. No, I, I think that they are, I definitely believe San Francisco is a better second half team. However, um, I do, I believe that Dan Campbell left six to nine points on the board. And that clearly is the difference yes. between how it went down. I, I actually was surprised he didn't go for it on fourth down when they were at the end zone going into um, halftime. But I feel like he was like, oh, you know what? We're going to go for every score now. And like to go back to back, like on fourth downs or, or third mm-hmm. down to Reynolds, who's not catching a damn thing. I'm like, Amarante Brown is the one you have to throw it to because you know he's going to catch it. But like Reynolds, twice, two yeah. drops. It was like suddenly the Eagles coaching staff were on the sidelines. Um, yeah, they were. <laughs> so I was I was very, I was um, 
I, I actually was very disappointed in the decision-making about fourth down because the thing is, is that if you see these folks creeping and that, and there was a point where what San Francisco was up 27 to 24, mm-hmm. they literally could have kicked the field goal, you know, yeah. and like been tied, but he said, no, nope, we're going to keep going. And then, you know, you got fumble. So it's just, it's tough. It, it was, uh, it's a heart. It was heartbreaking. I it, felt, I felt so bad. I'm happy. They're not my team team. Oh my I felt goodness. so bad. Alana, if that had been the birds, we wouldn't be doing a podcast this week. We, at least I couldn't, I just, we would just have to talk about basketball and re, and right. It just would be like, we're just not going to, NFL had ended it. a week ago, right? <laughs> it, we're just going to ignore it. So I'm saying I, like, maybe it was for the best for that us, that we did not, Really get into the playoffs to be that embarrassed. Um, I am um, that way. <laughs> so I'm. I am a. I'm a total empath, and it and it is not. I mean, I guess some people view it as a blessing, but I sometimes see it as a curse because I, I have all the feels, and I could not stop thinking about like the nine year old Detroit Lions fan who's still crying. And I said that to one of my friends and she was like, what about the 69 year old Lions? They're the same person. They've never won. They've never. That's hard. I was so, the smile on my face from the first half of Ford Field, you know, they were partying. And it's not, okay, yes, I have newfound hate for the 49, really the 49ers fan base just because of how they've been behaving this last year but even if I wasn't even if there was not that Eagles Niners hate they they've experienced success right I I think most of America that would you know not in the uh 200 mile radius of Silicon Valley we were all rooting for Detroit who I mean the the ultimate underdog Dan Campbell has kind of um warmed his way warmed his way into our hearts and yeah. just to see such just an epic collapse. Like I had just got, I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll get to this. I actually, I was going to say, I don't know that it seemed like there was also a collapse. Yeah. <laughs> but this Baltimore. one was even, I didn't think it would get worse than <laughs> the first game. I was like, what? I, and I know that Dan Campbell said, you know, he doesn't regret anything. Um, but he also made some comment about this might've been their best shot, which I thought was he odd did. to say yeah. out do you keep those those are your inside thoughts but the thing is he actually said something that I that's that's exactly how I felt about Philly losing last year mm-hmm. um was that it is so hard to get here and now it's doubly hard because everyone has you had the target on your back mm-hmm. and and so that's why it was just so heartbreaking for Philly to lose because you know how hard it is to go the next season to try to do it all again mm-hmm. and like we saw the epic mm-hmm. collapse oh I totally agree with it and just so I don't know I just, as the coach do you say it out loud I I it to the media maybe I, I don't I think that's kind of what people I I completely understood a statement Mm-hmm. I completely yeah. understood it. I'm just, and then some of the like sports commentators have been like, oh, it's not Dan Campbell's fault that, you know, Reynolds dropped the ball or there's a fumble on the field. That's fair. Mm-hmm. However, after Reynolds drops the ball the first time, I'm not going to go back to him for a crucial first down. Two effing yards. Yeah. Two, two yards. Yeah. 
anyway. And and also, but he did make the decisions whether whether to go for it on for fourth down. Those were his. He was decisions. very aggressive. Yeah. With so. um, I I actually kind of think I I think I love how we go from Purdy's the worst to all hail Purdy. And I'm not, and, and what I was thinking about Purdy yesterday, like thinking about our podcast, for me, he is like Eli Manning, like the first Super Bowl where the defense really won the game, mm-hmm. like, but the offense was like there to try to like carry the weight and do whatever. And then the second Super Bowl, like Eli actually, like he had his weapons and the offense was, they were just were hard. They had like, you know heart like receivers who were catching balls on heads and all that stuff right so <laughs> I kind of feel like Purdy for me is similar to Eli Manning where you can throw a ball you're making decisions but um if you did not have those weapons around you the weapons are so good I don't know how successful you would actually be right and that that's where I'm at with him um, I respect the game, but I don't know that I think he's Joe Montana. I think it's actually messed up to call that man Joe Montana. Oh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't even call him Eli Manning. If Eli had those weapon weapons, the Giants would have won more Super Bowls in the Eli Manning Fair. Era, Fair. You know, era. <laughs> but he had some, I mean, but that defense was serious back yeah. then. Well, NFC, NFC East defense was violent yeah. <laughs> and no and i don't have any hate for brock purdy i mean i i've watched football long enough to watch people blow up average quarterbacks and not give enough credit to the ones that that deserve it so it's it's whatever i know where my bias comes from i don't like football players wives lying on the uh environment at lincoln financial field and i don't like suddenly like Teams that we never really considered rivals all of a sudden talking trash for what? Like, I still don't understand. There were no dirty hits. Your peoples got hurt. Like, <laughs> and you lost. It's, it's all it's, right. And now you're good again. Now yeah, everybody's healthy. It's fine. You're a good team. It'll be fine. It's it's fine. Um, I thought I just think that I, I don't know. Some I think we're there, it's easy to dislike, you know, Philly fans because you know. Aside aside from the Philadelphia Phillies fans who are now in like good graces in the baseball community, um, <laughs> Eagles fans, you know, we're still like, you know, the right. terrible we'll, uh, we'll forever be the only people that will be nastier than us are Raiders fans. And you somehow think, even when they talk about them, they talk about it with some type of reverence. I was going to say, do you, you don't think the Giants or the Ravens are, are worse? I'm talking about from um, a media oh a media standpoint yeah, yeah. we're like the worst um yeah. to jump into the Ravens game because I, I actually wanted to highlight some of the uh, postseason uh, <laughs> uh, numbers just because you know we don't need to belabor the points of what happened this weekend um, but you know the Ravens they lost to the Chiefs ten to seventeen in Baltimore I was actually I was very surprised. Um, but I heard another commentator say, like, the Ravens, they lost their identity. They tried to be something that they're not. Run the damn ball! And (laughs) it just didn't work out. Again, Eagle staff were all over the place this weekend. But let me say this about the Ravens' defense. 
Oh, they showed up in the second half. KC didn't score a point. That's right. what they've been doing, though. They've been like, they right. might let some touchdowns happen in the first half, but they shut it down. So, oh, so I that all was offensive off staff showed up. But yeah, you're right. But that defense woke up and they showed up. And it just, how many opportunities did the Ravens have to score? I also, I, 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 I actually felt like the refs were over policing uh, okay. a bit. The taunting, like, come on. I didn't think that that was that serious to be mm-hmm. taunt. Like, ooh, why are y'all so caught up with taunting to do, to push them back 15 yards? It's the NFL. The man it's made the a no, freaking. No literally. Oh. Sorry, real quick. Let me go back to something about, about Purdy um, in that game. They made it, they're like, oh, he led them on the comeback, right? And, but I was like thinking, did, do you remember that, that touchdown that they got because it bounced off the Detroit Lions? Mm-hmm. If that, if that defender, if that did not happen, let's say that it like, it, it was incomplete. Happen, it was over. It, he overthrew it. Yeah. The only yes. reason why he got there is because, and so I, I think that, that is very similar to me. What's going on with the Ravens. It's Murphy's law. Anything that could go wrong went wrong for the Ravens. And the luck just had it. Like sometimes you just get lucky in some games and and you're on time for it. Does that, does that make sense? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I get it. Um, Zay Flowers, I agree with you, you know, I'm, but I, I'm petty. I'm, I am Miss Petty LaBelle. So I taunting, I'm like, you're just taking the, the fun out of it. Um, yeah. But he did need to show some level of maturity. I, I when he, Dropped the ball in the end zone. Did you have flashbacks of a young Deshaun Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> but at least that was just a regular season game. But with, I, yeah, it was. I mean, look between game, his his fumble. I mean, how heartbreaking is that? He's going out for the touchdown, and that thing comes right out. Not being you gotta, smart, you, and that is you got to secure the ball and not worry about the, the celebration. Yeah. And then um, he cut his hand on the bench after that mistake. So not only did you get, you got pissy about it, you messed up your hand. So can you still catch a ball or is it going to be more painful for you? I don't know. It's just, that was another heartbreaker because you're right. The the defense, they showed up in that second half. Um, I don't understand why you've had such success running the ball um and there was there were penalties uh kicked their butt yeah they had two back-to-back penalties and it was third and long like immaturity la- like kelsey but, drew that one and then yeah, he got rough in the passer there's one about Clowney had a uh a, a rough in the passer call i i just some of the stuff i just either it felt a little over policed, and like when when you watch the San Francisco game, they're not calling nothing. Like they weren't really calling much of that. They were just like let them let them boys play. I was surprised um, they didn't call a penalty when I forget who sacked uh, Mahomes, and he and he bent back where he did like a back bend, <laughs> and I was like, oh, but they didn't. I mean, it wasn't a dirty can't play touch, at all. Can't touch but... Mahomes. Um, my, my last point because I was actually taking notes while I was watching the game, so I'm really proud of myself. Um, when I do that. Kelsey now has the record for most TDs um, in a championship game, like touchdown um, receptions in a touchdown in a championship game. That's very impressive. Um, But also 
they actually put the the coaching tree kind of up on on the screen. Yeah. Did you see when they were highlighting that? Um, yeah, Spags and Harbaugh are are the disciples of Jim Johnson, and yeah. then who's like my favorite Eagles coach? And Jim Johnson, you know, of course, is on Andy. But then they had uh, Todd Pinkston. I know, <laughs> it was so funny how Eagles Twitter. Everybody was like, "Say what?" <laughs> yo, yo, Todd Pinkston and Greg Lewis. I was like, "What?" Like, <laughs> wait, what? And then um, Tom Melvin. So they're they're sprinkled between uh, Kansas City and, and the Ravens. So I thought I loved that part. I was like, yeah, that. And when Lamar caught his own pass, which yeah, was one of the things I do love about athletic. Big Red is he looks out for his his kids. He does. He looks out for him. He does. And I, I know he went through some stuff here in Philly. Not not necessarily just you know the criticism, but family stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm sure he's. Um, if someone's easy to coach or willing to kind of listen to him, I'm sure he's very willing <laughs> to have yeah. that conversation. But yeah, so. it was so funny how everybody had the same reaction to Todd Pinkston, like, or, and everybody was like, but he was a wide receiver. What? It was so <laughs> random. And, but you know what they said? Um, they actually said this about uh, Harbaugh that he, he was special teams. And then he moved into like the, every like offense and defense and so it makes him a better or like overall like kind of well-rounded coach and mm-hmm. so I'm wondering if that's kind of part of Pinkston um his his getting um <laughs> his experience he's, he's getting experience with everything maybe he's trying to be an offensive coordinator someday um real quick uh uh Okay, I'm not going to talk about it, but real quick. Uh, I, I can't read your mind. I don't even know where you were going. I, I don't want to I don't want to talk about the camera angles and all the, the celebration um, specific fandom that the. the I got to admit, on. for both games, I turned off early because I want to see. I just I was so I felt so bad for the losing teams. Yeah, I didn't watch any celebrations. Um. But now the Super Bowl is set. Uh, they'll be in Vegas February 11th. It's going to be uh, the Chiefs and the 49ers. Who do you think has got it? Can both any- of them lose? Is there any possible way? If I am so- I, ju- I just like the 49ers um, more. More. And, yeah. But I like, I like the Chiefs, and right. I get it. But if I have to see Miss Swift every freaking time i know i was actually thinking about not watching the game because i was like i'm tired of them pushing their relationship onto all of us it's really exhausting so can i say a couple things yes so as far if if the eagles had won last year Mm -hmm. or if we had lost to another afc team the chiefs would still be my second favorite team i still love it i will always love andy Reid. It hurt too much. Um, and it might only make sense to Eagles fans or or any other fan base that has lost a, a, a close Super Bowl. I can't I can't root for them anymore because I can only think about that Super Bowl as badly as I felt when McNabb and the boys lost by three to the Patriots. I don't know if it's recency bias or what, but last year, I mean, that hurt. That was heartbreaking. 
I and couldn't so, even talk about it for about until the season started. That's the I first didn't watch any part of that game again until the Kelsey documentary came out, right? Oh, now so, that you told me that, I don't know that I can watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they, I mean, it was, and it's a beautiful part because the, the, the pregame stuff is amazing. I, girl, I didn't know you hadn't watched it yet. But <laughs> it's on the list. It's just, but, I um, just have to be in the right space to watch it. I, you know, like sometimes you have yeah. to be in like that mood. So that's why, like you, I, if, if I didn't have to go sit with my father, I wouldn't watch, I would be, wait for somebody to text me that it's halftime so I could watch Ursher. That's, that's what um, I want to see. So, but I say all of that, and it's not, it has nothing to do with, uh, with Taylor. It's more about my heartbreak over the Super Bowl. But then to your point, and again, it's all about this fan base. I never hated the 49ers. I love me some Joe Montana and Jerry Wright. Everybody that you would, everyone that you think of when you think of the Niners, I loved as a kid. I I love me some CMC and George Kittle. I do. Like I, I do love but George Kittle. It is this to me irrational hate. And also, woe is me as they continue to succeed. People think we're the underdog. Nobody thought you were the underdog. What are you talking about? You guys so, were favored when you guys moved in. Right. You were so favored like, really from the beginning, to be honest with you. Like you, if I had to, if I got to live through it, I would prefer the Chiefs win than the 49ers. I agree. And the Taylor Swift thing, because in uh, probably the right demographic isn't going to listen to us anyway, but I... I have no problem with Taylor Swift. I don't, I don't listen to, I'm not a fan. I don't think she can sing or dance, but that's okay. <laughs> There's a lot of people that can't that are successful. And, and even though she, like, I just don't think she can. And there's probably her fans that think people I love can't sing. Um, but I have no problem with her. We probably, in terms of what our values are, are quite similar, right? Girl, register people to vote, please. It's what comes with her. Mm -hmm. It's the nastiness. And I, I won't paint a broad brush to everybody. The nastiness of certain of a certain contingent of her fan base online directed to Travis's former girlfriend. Mm -hmm. and at least to my knowledge, never mm -hmm. came out and directly said, I, I think they had a hard time telling black girls apart because there was another former Travis and she cut the contest said something and they can but not their most recent one so I had a problem with that and of course um, they can't too. acknowledge when they're wrong um mm. and just the and you're right like the it's just all of it just all the mess right and so just when I had kind of accepted it I go online and I see a sports reporter who I really like um who's on with affiliated with most of my favorite podcast and crew a white woman who says you know should taylor you know do you think usher should invite taylor swift to be on his halftime show and it was like and i don't know if i'm gonna offend people but it's like we can't have nothing let me take it a step back we've been swag surfing for 15 years preach i believe it came i believe swag surf came out in 2009 so I, I did that ago. in the club right when I was in the club and um some people do it better than others I definitely do not have a perfect swag surf but, but that's not the point that right. it's a joyous and dance Willie Gay, I think it's Willie Gay on the Chiefs requested that the song be played and of course we played at Eagles games and we saw Taylor I guess it was the I can't remember what game it was where we saw 
the Travis Kelsey box attempting to swag surf. And then an article, I think it was the Washington Post, but there was a headline in, on a, in a significant publication about the Kansas City Chiefs' new viral dance. Ain't nothing new about it. Nothing. It belonged to the Kansas City Chiefs. No. Been doing it for 15 years. Very so the Ravens score, mm -hmm. swag surf. Mm -hmm. And they swag surf. They don't swing back and forth. They swag surf. Yeah. And online, I can't believe they're taunting Taylor Swift. It's not her song. It ain't hers. It's, it's never been hers. The Swift I just have a question. Does Usher and, and so Taylor have a song together? I'm sorry, what'd you say? Does Usher and Taylor Swift have a song together? Nah. Oh. And it's just like, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> and, then, and then you wonder why everybody hate nobody hates you. Well, some people actually probably people that hate me hate Taylor Swift. The MAGA people are mad, but we're not hating on Taylor. It's y'all. It's, it's everything, everything that comes around. Just leave it be. Usher is the halftime performance. And somebody tried to come back because some people were like, what are you talking about? Well, Coldplay brought out Beyonce and Bruno. They had to. Nobody wanted to hear. The Super Bowl up against Uptown Funk and Formation, please. And then that was the, the weekend she dropped that album too. It was, so. yeah, it's not the same. Not the same. It's not the same. So I just want to save our peace, but you know, they will could they will say we're haters, we're racist, we're whatever. Look, no, I have no problem. I have no problem with grown folks doing grown stuff. What I have a problem with is this constant, constant, just all the time we got her thrown into the box. She got thrown into the box. She, I think at one point she like mouthed the word like get out my face or something. Like <laughs> it's just too much. And then on, and I agree with you. And, and then on top of that, I actually thought you were going to talk about, um, you know, her wearing that uh, Dapper Dan like <laughs> um, jacket. Cause we haven't even talked about how Dapper Dan's doing that back in the eighties. And he was getting, arrested so this woman is not getting arrested but they were getting arrested he was getting arrested for for actually taking Trademark you know gucci and everything and putting them into a different form and and basically creating what we now see in all these brands i digress and i'm gonna <laughs> butcher Kristen. You, and i don't i like them i think yeah she's talented. but the, apparently there was some woman some sports influencer that is saying she like created this or she invented this. And it's like, no, first of all, hip hop, we've been doing what she's doing for a long time, but yeah. two, they actually showed like Maya in a long um, dress in like a, a short dress. That's a Jersey. Like black folks have been recreating the Jersey look for a long time. Yeah. It's, it's a, what she's doing. is not new. It's nice. I like what she do, but don't make this into, she created something. And I believe today, well, I saw today that she did get, um, she now will be NFL licensed. Oh, that's, isn't that, isn't that nice? And it is. I mean, again, they were like, oh, them black girls are hating. No, nobody's hating on her as an individual and her individual business. Just stop, stop acting like people created the wheel when the wheel's been around. That's okay. Right. Yeah. I feel like we got that out. And <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you about. So I'm happy we talked about it. I just want to see Usher on his roller skate. I just want to see Usher. I I mean, I saw him twice last year. So I can't <laughs> wait to see what this is going to be like. Um, 
I did look at like the postseason numbers. I actually think this is kind of interesting before we jump um, into like the Eagles, but for offensive leaders, Dallas had the, the, the most total yards and then it was the Rams and then it was the Bucks. Um, hmm. For defensive leaders, Baltimore had the, yeah. And then Kansas city was actually um, behind them. And then Tampa Bay. Um, really? Past- where did, where was San Francisco? Uh, oh, that, uh, no, I, offensive leaders, San Francisco. What about oh, talking about like the whole list? Oh, they're showing. No, I just meant their defense when you said the Ravens. I just thought San Francisco's defense might be okay. Well, they're not top, they're not in this top five. Let's say top that five. Point, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Um, for sacks, Detroit had was the top, and then it was the Texans, and then it was the Chiefs and Packers and Bucks. And then with uh, the turnovers, it was actually the Bills, the Lions, the Chiefs, the 49ers showed up here. Um, but they, but basically between Detroit, Kansas City, Texans, and the 49ers, they just had two. Like everybody had two. Um, and then for the on the rushing side, though, uh, the Bills were the leader in terms of yards. And then it was the Ravens. Probably all Josh Allen. <laughs> Pretty much. That was 52 yards of that. <laughs> the Bills, the Ravens, Packers, and then the 49ers. They were number four for um, rushing yards and then per game. Um, okay. And then Kansas City was right be- below that. And then for passing yards. So this is these are per, per game. So um, Dallas actually was the top one. Uh, and then the Rams and then the Bucks. So Detroit, I mean, the, the four teams that are in it, that were in it last week. I mean, Detroit was on, is one of the leaders in top five, but yeah. not everybody was top five, but they seem to have made it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think um, before we move on, I do think that the Ravens, they lost their identity in that game. And now I'm sad for them because they actually, if they played the way that they've been playing, they would have definitely um, been better. And I do believe the Lions lost that game. I don't. I don't oh, think yeah. that was they. They left nine points on the board. Yeah. Um. So, looking forward to seeing Usher's performance. He's amazing. If and it's commercials. Like, looking forward yeah. to some commercials. And if it's anything like Rihanna last year, because she put together an amazing yeah. show, I'm looking forward to seeing that with the Eagles. Now that they're not playing in the Super Bowl, they can go <laughs> to the Pro Bowl. Um. <laughs> So Andre Swift, uh, DeAndre Swift, he this is his first Pro Bowl. Okay, Isn't that amazing. Yeah. Um, and then Landon, Jalen, and Hassan, they're in their second Pro Bowl. Lane is in his fifth. Darius Slay is in his sixth, and Jason is number seven. So he's oh. like the most center, the center position. He's got, I think, the most Pro Bowls. Um, so that that'll be. I don't know. Are you taking gonna all? The, he's taking games? all those babies to Disney World. <laughs> pretty much are you gonna watch any of this, this yeah i'll watch i'll format? watch the skills competition and, and yeah. that stuff yeah I, i'm curious about how it'll look yeah since it's, it is a little bit different it's no longer you know kind of like basically. a football game yeah um welcome vic fangio and welcome kellen moore i'm more excited about one than the other <laughs> i can't seem to ugh. you're not excited about either no, I don't know who. I, I, like, which one are you talking about? That you're. I'm excited over? about Vic Fangio. I am. <laughs> uh, he believes in linebacker play. Uh, if we had that? a drinking game on this podcast, it would probably be every time Tara says linebacker <laughs> or tackle, tackle, or tackle. Or tackle. <laughs> 
Um, um, yeah. I know some people were, you know, talking about uh, questioning the productivity of the Dolphins defense, but they were really banged up this year. I just, I mean, I'm more excited. I was more, uh, yeah, I was more excited when I heard about his hiring than Kellen Moore because I was trying to go back and I'm getting old y'all. So I was like, maybe it's just my memory, but you know, he didn't scare me when he was in Dallas. Um, I don't know. Is it me? Is it my, again, bias against the Cowboys, but I'm just, I just wasn't as impressed with his, his offenses as, as I am with Vic's defensive schemes. Yeah. I feel for Vic, someone made this point that he, because it's his style of defense, he's seen it and he gets to modify it. And the thing that worked so well in Miami was that every defense, like as they were losing players, he was able to adjust the defense so that they could actually stay in the game. Um, and and with a really banged up defense, I mean, what did they come like number two um, <laughs> in their division? So I think that they're that um I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he brings, especially since he is you know a scrat a Scranton native. He he's a he's a Pennsylvania guy. He's a Philly you know guy. He loves him some Phillies and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to 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 seeing. And I him. think he's well respected. I think the players well respected. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and he was a former head coach, so he knows what I'm sure Nick is going through right now. And then um. I'm I'm curious about Kellen Moore only because apparently in like these circles, when I read the articles, the circles say that he's a hot coaching right. prospect. Yeah. I, I mean, like I, I read the article, I gave you some notes on it, but I, I just don't know. I I don't know that. Uh, let me just say it that way. I don't know. Though The one thing that they he can do for us is help Fangio figure out a way to get Dallas not to squares because <laughs> he was on the squad he knows Dak he knows that whole team maybe he's he's a good kind of helps when we see yeah. Dallas twice um okay well we'll see we'll see, we'll see. um congratulations to Raheem Morris in Atlanta yeah. he got the Falcons role um of course we know uh Harbaugh went to Chargers which uh um he's seeming like he's I think that's I think that's a good fit. I think he's I think Justin we'll finally see the Justin Herbert that we thought we were waiting for. Yeah. Um and then Dave Canales, he got the Carolina Panthers job. Um right now we're still waiting on the Commanders and the Seahawks. Officially Ben Johnson said I'm out of this this yeah. whole interview process. I'm staying in Detroit. Sometimes I wish one of our coaches would have said no, but it's fine. <laughs> do you think it's do you think ben johnson just really wants to stay in detroit or he was like mm, i don't want to coach either one i would them. not want to go to redskins <laughs> i wouldn't want to touch that with a temple bowl that's a creaky nasty stadium and i don't know when they're going to try to get the virginia legislator to approve the build and building of that um it, it seems like they're on the right track because they're actually going to bring the wizards um and the capitals out into the Potomac yard. So, I mean, it looks like they're moving into Virginia and they're having some, some success in terms of the management team. Um, but the Seahawks, yeah, I don't, um, that's not, that's not as bad. Like right. that, that's not as bad. 
It's not as bad, but I was like, do you want to follow? Is he like, I don't want to follow Pete Carroll. I don't, I, I just didn't I think, know. I actually think it's a good idea to finish your business. Finish the business. Mm-hmm. You know, there's unfinished business here. Like, let's finish this up and like, then you can, you know, make your way. And there would inevitably be new, be more positions open next season. <laughs> Somebody's going to get fired next year. Oh, you know, I think Adam Schefter says five to six coaches um, openings are typically, year. he's like five to six, five to seven coaches or something he estimates every year um, get fired. And so they're, they have to replace people. And then they've got OC jobs and DC jobs, you know, so it'll be interesting. Do you think Belichick is going to coach this year? It's interesting. I, I'm starting to, to think not that he too will be available for the next go round. I think he, sh- I think he should consult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've been saying this for a little bit, um, not clearly not on a podcast, but I had a lot of questions when Brady left, how the Patriots just kind of collapsed. Oh, we know, we know who it was. <laughs> cause, cause they were successful again somewhere else. Right. Yeah. But I mean, he could help a lot of people out with, uh, Oh yeah. Someone said, well, we, you know, what if the, if the chiefs win, um, and, and Andy decides to retire, I don't think he's going to, I don't think Belichick's a fit down there. No, I don't think he's a fit for the chiefs you need. And I know there was some criticism about, you know, Eric Bellamy, but Eric Bienemy was the, you know, disciplinarian and everything. Andy's the players coach, which I do think is true, but I think that, I I don't see that team responding to Bill Belichick as we know him to coach the Patriots. So I I think you I think you don't see him being discussed as a coach until again like the off season of next year. And I think that's a good thing. You know, you could Doc Rivers it. You know, be be consulting and then take that man's job mid season. You could do that. Uh, <laughs> that will forever be known as Doc Rivers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, is that a is that a good segue to go sure, basketball sure. <laughs> on the level? Uh, so what? It, it's your pick. Like we could talk about Golden State. We could talk about the Sixers. Uh, without like, well, like three and a half real players. Um, <laughs> well, we can. I mean, it doesn't matter because they both and they're playing each other tonight. Um, at, uh, uh, the with, without yeah. Tyrese Maxey. Um, let's talk about that Golden State Lakers. Uh, go for it double overtime classic it it you know I don't want to see the end of the era which will be Chef Curry and LeBron James but Steph Curry looked exhausted (laughs) it just looked like I want this over with um it was such a good game I wish Clay had gotten hot sooner he did eventually eventually Mm -hmm. found a shot um I am gonna miss this competition Mm-hmm. Between, between these two I don't care and I and I don't care that both teams were 500 or below 500 whatever they are it's still LeBron they brought it. versus Steph Curry they were they actually looked like the old warriors out there I was like oh there's Raymond just doing <laughs> <laughs> wilding out with his arms um talking to people oh my you gosh know? you're right I jumped off my couch and was like don't you dare like don't you dare come on man you just got back you just got back <laughs> I actually thought that he he hit like he actually I didn't think he 
like hit his groin. I actually thought he hit his side. Yeah, they were yeah. doing it, and they kept on being like, "Oh, he hit his groin." And we're I'm talking like, about Anthony and Draymond uh, and Anthony Davis colliding. And they, they did. And I didn't think it was dirty either. I just mm-hmm. think he hit. And I think Anthony Davis was like kind of bracing himself to, to take it. And yeah. then we heard later that it was hip spasms. Yeah. So like, stop making him out to be such, you know, that like he didn't, I didn't, I did not see the groin part. I was like, isn't the groin in between the legs? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I actually thought that uh, Golden State got robbed um, by the refs. They they call they called everything for the Lakers in that last in the in, in regulation they were calling a lot for the Lakers, yeah. um, and they were not calling anything. Um, when you know Steph went up and got the the layup and 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 tied it like you easily could have given that you know given them it's foul. so crazy to me that Steph Steph Curry is at the level that should get the favorable calls right I guess except for when LeBron's on the other side because I mean it felt like the refs were working overtime to make sure that LeBron could win this out or something I don't know that's what I'm like I'm I'm sorry I don't want to be that person but it just they missed a lot that they am I mixing my games up which game was it the Sixers game or the Warriors game where the clock wasn't working and the clock wasn't working they stopped it they stopped play when they realized it, it hadn't started. And then the team got the ball back with 14 seconds. Okay, fine. Then it happened again, but they had the clock set at six seconds. That might've been the Sixers game. It was one of the, it was one of the teams I was rooting for. And they were like, that's unfair. You can't start. You got to get back into the rhythm of your play. It's not the team's fault that the shot clock didn't go off. I can't remember. Somebody needs to tell me if it was the Sixers game or the Warriors game, but that to me was a bad call by the refs. Yeah, I, I just, yeah. I felt for him because I was like, because I, I, I actually just watched the regulation and then I was like, all right, I'm going to go to sleep now. Um, Because I'm like, yeah, man, usually, you know, the one with more energy usually wins in an OT and it's usually by five points. So like, I don't need to do that. But then I woke up the next morning and apparently it was two OTs. Yep. And they were tied <laughs> and then the Lakers shot a foul shot, and that, that was the end of it. And the Warriors are losing right. some heartbreakers at home. And unfortunately, tonight, I'm going to have to root for the other teams. <laughs> but talking about our Sixers, yes. so Joel Embiid had missed the last two or three games. I can't, yeah. He's at, a. I think he's at 11. Well, as of that Nuggets game that yeah. everybody's talking about from Saturday, he was at 11. He only had six more games. He and could. then he did not play... Uh, the, in the Portland game. So that's five. Right. Five and left. now the NBA is investigating. And I'm like, dude, like he didn't even play the next game. He, he Apparently it's being reported he's playing tonight. But um, I think, I do think he's hurt. I do think he's really injured. I don't think this is fake load management stuff, but I do wonder, and I have never met JoJo in my life. If he's thinking, I won the MVP. I, I don't I, care. I want to win an NBA championship. Title. That's that's exactly what they were saying. I want to be healthy for the playoffs, and I don't have a problem with it. I if will. He doesn't say, have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with. I don't it. have a problem with it either. I don't. If your knee is is blowing up, and because basically, so I was watching the Knicks game, the Knicks Miami game. They showed JoJo out on the court, and he was warming up, and then they came back. You know, right before the uh the, <laughs> the Eagles, the Sixers game, and was like, "Hey, JoJo's out." Mm-hmm. So they all had this discussion, and um, 
it was interesting because most of the panel were like, they were like, look, if it's the medical team saying that they don't, that they don't want him out there, we're going to trust that the medical team is doing what the medical team does, except that Greg, uh, that uh, Wilbon, like, he kind of questioned the soft, the toughness of, you know, this team, especially um, because Joel's always out. And it's, and then Woj was like, nah, nah, <laughs> no. Um, he was like, no, you know, this team is, he's tough. He wants this. And I, and I think the point they were making was that he'd rather be healthy for the playoffs and win the championship yeah. than get an MVP. He got it. That was his goal. He's good. And I'm sure he got his $8 million bonus because he. <laughs> <laughs> it ended up being a great game, which I think is good experience for the guys that don't get a lot of minutes. It was a close game. Can you imagine had they with, with the Joker to... out there and Jamal Murray? Yes, they're a different team now. Now that they they let a couple of folks uh, fly, they are just they're a different team. Yeah, I mean, and they I don't have a problem like... with the Clippers if the Clippers are are healthy. Denver is going to have a problem. I turned the game on, and like so, I didn't watch the Heat and the Knicks game. So when I turned on the game, I was like, "Oh, JoJo's not playing." I was like, "Man, I can go do something I, else." But I just happened to leave the TV I didn't even on. Watch it, yeah. And then I was like, wait, this is a game. And I ended up sitting watching the whole thing. And I didn't, and I wasn't even upset that they, I wish they had won. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was more um, just impressed with how they were able to stay in that game, considering the Nuggets had their weapons and we did not. I I totally agree with you. I, I, I was really happy for, for that team. Um, I do want to make sure that we, we, uh, touch on reality um because there were some more headlines in the nba side um but oh, we want to make we, sure we we get off and one to we, the... we got to talk about so did we had doc been hired last i week? think we were talking about it but he got hired doc rivers <laughs> got hired he was consulting with the milwaukee bucks the, the the ownership clearly they decided to move on from their their coach um and uh it, mid-season he didn't even get a full year Nope. Uh, they, brought games. they brought Doc in now, and he's uh somehow finagled to be the head coach of the Eastern All Star team. So wait, so the Bucks are number one in the East? No, so they're the rule that if the coach from last uh, coaches can't do back to back, um, coach back to back All Star games, and because Boston was number one at the time last year as well, um, Missoula was the the coach for. Was that a new year. rule? I don't know. They, that, that this, this is what I've I been feel doing. like when I was a, chi- a child, Pat Riley. And, everything. And, the 90s are different. 80s and 90s are different. And Phil we, Jackson. Like, I feel like. We're in a different, we're in a different zone. A participating, participating, participating. Partici- I can't even say Part- participating. it. Participating. The trophy <laughs> BS. Like, I'm so angry. <laughs> people, people, I guess think you're in into it. Yeah, so. Doc is the, the Eastern Conference um, head coach, which is so it's so ironic. Like now that like Maxi and and JoJo are gonna be on the team, <laughs> I'm like, oh, hey, hey, hey guy, um, <laughs> okay. Um, there is some controversy. What are your thoughts on Jalen Brunson? Basically, he was he tied Damian Lillard in terms of um, All Star voting, mm-hmm. but Damian Lillard won with the fan vote and. He's now considered an all-star on the Eastern Conference side, um, whereas Jalen has been doing it. Like, he's killing right. it with the Knicks. And Damian just got to the Eastern Conference as well. Yeah. 
I, I, I'm biased for a Villanova Wildcat. Um, I would have preferred to see Jalen. He he deserves it. That yeah. man, he is working. Okay, I wa I watched Miami and Knicks. Um, they were trying to create a, a rivalry between the current Miami Knicks. As I'm like, this is I don't this. even like rivalry. Leave it alone. That's college it's football. Stupid. It's kind of stupid. There like, are some just, rivalries, but come on. Yeah, just tell me basketball's on. Look, I don't watch it. The '90s <laughs> Knicks rivalry. Yeah, because being Gundy's fighting. We're fighting. We. <laughs> Patrick, no, Grandma Ma, Oakley, like we're they're going at it. We're all going at Alonzo and 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 the crew. Like you don't need to create a big rivalry with Miami. You don't need that. You really don't. It's almost like they're. It's like we know that the Mets and the Yankees have the Subway Series, right? But it's right. almost like they're like, oh, let's make the the New Jersey Transit Series between <laughs> the Phillies. It's like, it's not, I mean, it's not the same, you know? And and granted, they have had, you know, they were in the World Series together, you know, back, I guess, what, now 13 years ago? But it's like, or 14 years ago, but it it's, just was it's, it's weird. Out, rivalry week is one week during college football. Like, just... Just promote your stars or your matchups. We don't also, need that. The Nuggets and the Sixers are not rivals. They're it's not. The Joker and JoJo are the two best centers in the league. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, marketing box. Any comment? Any comment on Luca's seventy-three points? I love Luca. <laughs> I All like right. to watch Luca play. <laughs> Who are we throwing a drink at before we go on to reality TV? Um, I'm throwing a, I'm throwing drinks at the refs. <laughs> yeah, I just like they're low hanging fruit because they're always and Dan Campbell annoying. Me. <laughs> Sorry, oh, my God. Man. Yeah, it just I mean, but that's just kind of like bullying a sad puppy. I don't want to do it. it Throw just, a drink. I just, I just feel bad. So. I don't I, I don't have anything this week. So um reality TV wise, the Beverly Hills Housewives, they went to Spain. Um this was they're, the they, they're still the there. Spain. This is the they they just got there. This they past. just got there. There's a beef between Anne Marie, Anna Marie and uh Crystal. She shifted from Sutton and her small esophagus <laughs> to, to now Crystal making comments, which actually is like a legitimate beef. Mm-hmm. And she outed her in front of everybody basically calling like the other women on the show shallow and And stupid stupid. (laughs) um (laughs) and everybody and so i guess i should say uneducated under undereducated i guess or uneducated and so she actually she thinks that everybody just like doesn't believe anna marie but it looks like people like but like and bravo had receipts she he Production, they were like, <laughs> I mean, come Which on. It's so it. funny to me. I'm like, don't don't you watch your own show? Like, <laughs> I did not say that. Right. At least say, well, I said that like three years ago before I got to know you guys or. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hard to, um, hard to deny. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think they're trying to make it a thing, but I, I, I think she said it. But what's going to happen now? So the episode ends with Crystal getting severely car sick. And it looks like Anna Marie is going to be the one that has to help her out because of her medical training. So I wonder what comes out on the other side of this. I didn't need Kyle's. I think it was Kyle, her little 
confessional, like, well, now she needs her or something like that. I don't she know. She doesn't really need her because they have medics. <laughs> the producer, <laughs> we, I've seen enough reality TV that they bring the medics around. Okay. They, she actually doesn't really need Anna Marie. She <laughs> and the medics. Honey, so Meredith, Meredith was all messed up last uh, on the, uh, Salt Lake when they did their little trip. They brought the medic in to chat to, to help her out. Please, they she does not need her. They so got- that is where the episode will open up tomorrow night or Wednesday night. So that should be good. Um, unfortunately, what we all knew this was going to happen, but, but Monica from uh, Salt Lake City she got fired. Um, and so was she fired or did she quit? So I think she's saying she quit. Other stuff is reporting she's fired. I don't see a difference, to be honest, because I don't think she could continue on with the women anyway. Like, there's no point in enforcing a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? Um, so, you know, you you watched Salt Lake harder than I did. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, I'm sorry, let me ask you the question, ask you a question a little differently. So last year... Heather lied on the producers. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the third? The third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you saw them break down how she lied on the producers. She lied about her black eye, and she confessed. Yeah. You got Monica, who withheld information, was trying to take down Jen, but they all got collateral damage. So, just keeping that in mind, as well as Jen, you know, Shaw, you know, she allegedly, I guess I don't know, because she took a plea deal, you know, with with the old folks. What do you think about Monica's, well, them and their reaction to Monica? Um, I still get it. Everything is always on 10 in reality, in, in the quote unquote reality world. Um, so I get them being upset and it's human nature, right? Yeah, your homegirl lies, but that's your homegirl and the new girl lies a little less, but you don't like her to begin with. So you're not going to ride for her. You're going to ride for your your girl. And I think for Bravo, it's just, it's always going to be about the ratings. So you can't fire Heather. Um, You can't fire everybody. Right. (laughs) So you fired the new girl and see what the fallout is, but also, you know, Bravo has in their back pocket. If ratings get really bad, they'll bring her back as a friend of, Um, you know, we've seen that on other franchises, but um, I did read an article and someone said, Um, to your point about the women refusing to work with her, that it's just too difficult to make a show. And they were comparing Potomac and how that cast is very fractured where, you know, two people refuse to to, uh, shoot with this person and this so that you never get a complete cast. It becomes disjointed and boring. Mm -hmm. So I think Salt Lake's uh, producers and everyone, the decision makers over there were thinking, we we don't want Salt Lake right now. Even even though I'm not a faithful viewer, is hot, right? It's hot. So they ch- they got to keep that momentum instead of um, you know, coming out with a bad season next year. Yeah, and I, and I think one, I thought I do think that there was a bit of classism going on here. Okay, which she did bring up, but they don't they weren't really diving into that. Like she wasn't good enough to sit with them anyway, and they were trying to accuse her of stealing the ring and everything, you know. So I thought that was kind of messy. Um, so I, I understood her point. I do think that they're upset more because they were hurt by, you know, a troll account. And it's not her, but it's all it's all the trolls. It's not. So she's getting 
all of the heat for all the trolls. All of it, yeah. When she, it, it was this one account, and she's trying to say, hey, it's just for this one, and we were focused really on Jen. Um, but, do you think they're hurt, or do you think they're embarrassed because they got played? Both. I okay. think they 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 do suffer, I'm sure, mentally from the nastiness that's online, because I don't know. Like, there are times where I just have to shut down my Instagram just seeing the comments section yeah, and being like, dang, like, y'all are some vicious people out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are thugs. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, I do think they're embarrassed. I think they're embarrassed as hell. Okay. I, I but the thing is, is Jen Shaw had like a whole letter out before the like, so it's kind of like, well, when did did you not know? Yeah, you know, it just it just seems really fuzzy. But yeah, so that's all I have to say. I just, I'm I'm happy that they're moving on from her, and I'm curious. I'm not sure like if it might be worth watching with the other women. Okay. They're, well, they're tonight is Tuesday. As we're it recording is. this, it's January thirtieth. Do you know what's back tonight? Alone? Those those wild Vanderpumpers. <laughs> Bless them. I'm excited, That's... but I fear that I'm going to be disappointed because. <laughs> <laughs> How do you top that oh, craziness, right? Train wreck. And if we all remember, the season wasn't that exciting until it was over. So yeah. we'll see. But I, I am looking forward to seeing everybody and seeing what. I'm over I'm already over Sheena and we haven't even started the whole <laughs> season. You know? I okay. see my girl Lala and Katie. See what I really doing. like Katie. Yeah. I, Katie. <laughs> I like Lala less and less and less. Um, I I like Lala less than Katie. Lala just kind of makes me chuckle with her ridiculousness. Funny. Yeah. But like Katie, she, Katie's my girl. Katie, I, to find I actually Katie. have a comment on like a, on one. I don't, I do not comment publicly but i did comment on a post and i was like katie has called every cheating scandal everyone <laughs> since the season one she called she called um Kristen and, and jack she called everybody <laughs> and everybody be like no katie and wait what are they gonna it. learn what are they gonna learn and it still gets likes like it, i still get notification <laughs> that people like it and then someone was like but she didn't call the one between ariana and sam sandoval but i i, I mean that, like you're kissing at the, the vegas pool i don't i don't know that that's like a thing as much yeah. as you're hooking up with your <laughs> you know and she wasn't really part of it you know right. um but anyway um that, yeah, so we'll see. Messy, messy, messy bunch. But uh, yes, I, I am excited to go go check it out. So you got anything else before we say goodbye? Uh, go Sixers. Well, that wraps up our weekly catch up with one another and you. Please like, subscribe, and leave comments for us to read. Tell a friend to tell a friend and join in the weekly catch up conversation each week. Bye, Alana. Bye, Tara. Go, go Sixers. Go Sixers. I'm going to start my countdown to spring training. I know you don't want to get emotionally invested. I'm not emotionally invested. I'm not even emotionally invested in the Sixers. I'm just watching basketball. Right. (laughs) We start saying go Warriors because I I really do like the Warriors. I just don't publicize it because I don't want to be look like a I love the the Warriors. It's just I love watching them play, and I and I think it's probably 2013 or so maybe that like I really started watching watching them. But like yeah, so but go Sixers. Go Sixers. All go right. Flyers. Yes. Go Flyers. And spring is coming. <laughs> and 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 go go pro bowlers. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. See you. Bye.